We'd like to welcome you to this podcast sponsored by the Gettysburg chapter of the Daughters of the American Revolution. I am Marion Witherow, past vice regent of the chapter, and it is my privilege tonight to introduce you to the new state regent for Pennsylvania, Marguerite Frisch. Welcome, Marguerite. Thank you. This is such a lovely uh, occasion, and I really appreciate you taking some time. I think this is a great idea, and thank you, Gettysburg Chapter, for hosting this. Well, we're very happy to have you. It's quite a privilege. Uh, Tell us a little bit, for those of us who don't know, what your responsibilities are as a state regent. We would be interested in knowing that. Obviously, you've held other positions at the um, district level and the chapter level and those things before you got to this position. But tell us a little bit about your past involvement that brought you here today. Well, I have been a member of DAR since 1985. I joined as a junior under um, pressure from my mother <laughs> to uh, sign on the dotted line. And um, I said, I, you can pay my dues the first year and I will never pay them again. Well, clearly she was more wise than I and um, saw a different path for me. And I quickly got involved on the local state and national level as a page and involved as a senior leader in CAR. And just one opportunity for leadership after the other, it really has blossomed um, my passion for leadership, being able to serve in a variety of roles uh, throughout the organization on all three levels. So of course I was uh, many chapter offices, including chapter regent and chapter treasurer and several state chairmanships, I think seven national vice chairmanships, Across the years, I paged at Continental Congress for 15 years. Um, I was the National Outstanding Junior for uh, the National Society in 1995, which was a great honor. And the leadership roles and opportunities just have kept coming to me. Um, So I must be doing something okay. Or they don't know how to get rid of me. I'm not sure which. I'm sure it's you're doing something right. My goodness, your your qualifications are very impressive. So we're very fortunate to have you as our state regent. And your mother was very wise indeed. And I'm sure you told her that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Now, how long is your term uh, as state regent? And how does your position interface with the the ch- district, the chapters, and the national. Could you give us a little bo- a bit of an idea about that structure? Sure. So in Pennsylvania, and it is based in different states, some states have two-year terms. Pennsylvania has a three-year term. So it's 2022 to 2025. We were installed the new class of state regents at the close of Continental Congress in Washington, D.C. at our headquarters. And the role of the state region is to be the leader of um, the state society. So all of the organization um, across the state. So that has a whole layer of officers that are on the state board of management, that we are the leaders and guiders for the organization making decisions, uh, the direction and the projects that we'll be working on. And then there's all the state chairmen, which funnel down from the national society as well. So the national society has a whole layer of chairmen And then we have a state chairman that are on those same committees. So they take their direction from the National Society on what the programs and initiatives for the term are going to be. And then down to the chapter levels, your chapter regents get all their information from the state board of management, 
and from the state chairs on what they should be working on and the local chapters. So the work of DAR, for the most part, happens at the chapter level. We are just the structure and the organization that help promote it and organize it and share it with national and it filter up that way. So the work that you do in the chapters is really the most vital work. You're the ones on the, the boots on the ground making the work of DAR really happen. Well, that's very interesting to know how that all works. And, and I can see that it's a symbiotic relationship in that things the chapters do are helpful to the state society and those are helpful to the national. But by the same token, uh, a, a good organization has to be well organized. And so there's a lot of resources and a lot of support from the national organization that, as you say, filters down through. And at a chapter level, I know from firsthand, we all have access to many of those resources on the national level, such as the, the library. Uh, the library, um, the, the national, our DAR website is just full and it has been updated with all of the new committee information for the new term. So each new national chair is charged with uh, preparing a new program and new activities and new initiatives for, for their committee. And all of that is updated. So I would encourage people to, even if you think you knew about a committee or some project before, to go check out what's new and what the focus is gonna be for the next three years. Pamela Rouse Wright has a beautiful new webinar on learning what the new administration will be focusing on. Oh, that's wonderful. So it'll be easy to tap into that information and be up mm -hmm. to date very quickly. That's Absolutely. Good. Now I know that in each administration, each state region brings to the organization their ideas in terms of their theme, I think even a flower and one I noticed yours is, and likewise a project for that three-year term. So share a little bit about those things you have selected to be part of your administration. Sure. My theme is love of service. My professional background is as a nurse. I have served as a nurse for 40 years serving my patients and their families, mainly in maternal child health. So service is a passion of mine. And through DAR, we can spread that love of service because that's what we do in our communities with every project that we undertake. I chose the daisy as the symbol of love, a flower of love. He loves me, he loves me not. I love DAR, I love it a lot. <laughs> so that is why I chose the daisy. Also my name is Marguerite. Marguerite in French is Daisy. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> and my, my daughter, when she was getting married and was going to start having children, decided I was too young to be a grandma or a nana. So she named me Daisy. So that's also my grandma name. Oh, <laughs> that's very sweet. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. Now we're interested in, and excited to know about your project for the three-year term. Tell Absolutely. So to me, this is even more exciting. I read a little bit on it and I'm excited about it. So good, good. I hope, I hope that uh, will spread. The enthusiasm will spread. So the background is I have asked our state board of management to approve the adoption of this project and it'll go to the full membership at our first state conference to approve it. But it is the site of um, John Morton's grave at Old Swede Cemetery or um, St. Paul's churchyard in Chester, Pennsylvania. 
It's an old historic cemetery in a very underprivileged, poverty-stricken area of Chester, Pennsylvania. John Morton is the signer of the Declaration of Independence from Delaware County. It was Chester County at the time. And he was a member of the Pennsylvania delegation to both the First and Second Continental Congress. He uh, had served in his community at a variety of uh, public service offices and appointments for years. He was the president of the Pennsylvania Assembly and was elected a delegate to the, both of those Congresses. During the debate for the Second Continental Congress, when they were debating the Declaration of Independence, he got off of his sickbed in, in Chester and took the, the long trip to Philadelphia and was able to cast the deciding vote in the Pennsylvania delegation that tipped the Pennsylvania delegation towards independence. The Pennsylvania delegation tipped the whole colonies towards the vote of independence. So he was played an instrumental part in why they decided to adopt the Declaration of Independence. He's died soon after that and really not really didn't get the recognition for that accomplishment that he really deserved. So this cemetery, like I said, is in Chester and uh, Delaware County chapter, DAR, and John Morton's CAR for years has met there on Memorial Day and laid a wreath on, that on his grave and taken care of that cemetery. So it's a place that, and I have done that with them as a senior leader in John Morton Society pretty much every single year that I've been a member of DAR since 1985. Wow, that's impressive. I think I missed two years. It's really become a family thing. My children grew up doing it every year. That's part of Memorial Day. And um, when I wanted to think of something, we are four years, four short years away from the America 250 celebration. And this is a perfect site that needs our historic preservation. It needs to be preserved. The whole cemetery has other patriots that are buried in it as well. It is in great disrepair. And I have partnered with uh, Mr. Eugene Huff of Legacy Marker to help us with this. And he has a whole program where he has done this in other places and other sites. And there's an educational component as well where they'll bring uh, school children in from the community and teach them not only about how to preserve a cemetery, but also the history of the cemetery and the people that were buried there in their community. It's also located on the Rochambeau, Washington route to Yorktown. So it has significance in that regard as well. The, the historic trail, I think it's called, is that right? Yes, mm -hmm. the, yes. Well, it's great that this is a project that you have and it seems long overdue as far as recognizing John Morton. I know he was raised uh, from the age of seven by a stepfather who taught him surveying and uh, mm -hmm. being a lawyer and different things like that really apparently set him on the right path because as you say, I think from 1756 on, he served in many capacities, even the stamp uh, um, Congress or mm -hmm. that he was part of. So every time there was an opportunity, he stepped up. He and did, he, he answered the call to service. He sure did. And to think that his one vote out of the seven delegates to turn things for Pennsylvania and for the nation as far as independence is quite remarkable and very sad that, as you say, he hasn't had more recognition up until this point. So, well, Pennsylvania DAR is going to change that. 
<laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Well, that's a wonderful project. And that will be for the whole three years. We will see how long it takes us to do this. It is a monumental project. The first part of it will probably be about $50,000. There is a brick wall that's halfway up brick and then wrought iron above it around the entire perimeter of the cemetery. And I really would love to raise enough money to restore that wall as well. It's in bad disrepair. There is no foundation on it. So the whole thing has to be taken down. They can reuse a lot of the bricks, but they have to dig out a foundation all the way around it. And they probably can use the wrought iron again too and restore that. Mm. Of course, we would wanna use the original elements as much as possible, but that is gonna be quite a pricey uh, price tag. But sure. I, I am positive when we take on something in Pennsylvania DAR, we will be successful. And no doubt. <laughs> everybody will join me. This is our state project. This is not a state regions project. This is all of our project. And I really want to share that and get people engaged and enthused to help me with this. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And I think we'd like to have you back again down the road to get a progress update as you progress with, with your project, because it's, it's really fascinating. Now, I'm, you mentioned the, the gentleman from Headstone Legacy? That's not right. Uh, but. Legacy Marker. Eugene, he will be our uh, keynote speaker at our fall meeting in September in Gettysburg. Well, so now your chapter members should come out to that so they can understand. <laughs> very, very sure. <laughs> that is true. Tell me, is it the, the goal in, in bringing this gentleman in? Is it the goal to replace or restore the markers that have been crumbling and deteriorating? How will that be handled? I'm not exactly sure. Many, many of the graves um, have sunken in the ground. So mm. the first thing that he will do is take a ultrasonic pictures of the graves and the ground below it so they can see what's there. And then make a plan about what can be restored and uh, lifted, you know, dug up and, and used over again, cleaned up and used over again. And, and from there, I guess we'll have to make our decisions like I said, there's multiple other patriots there. I would like to see them all marked. Sure. With grave markers. That would be nice. So really, until you get started into this, it's not easy to say how big it will be, how long it will take, how much it will cost. It's You're just going to have to leap in with faith and faith in their chapter members to support it uh, until it is restored. I think it's a wonderful project. Thank you. Thank you. And he is partnering with other organizations as well, because the more people that we can engage, um, the easier a project it will become. He is working with other groups as well. So this is not solely a, a Pennsylvania DAR, but I know we will be a big piece of the project in the long run. Well, that's wonderful then to partner with other organizations within Pennsylvania to get this done. That's kind of a bonus. Actually. Absolutely. And we're, we're also working with there is a, which I wasn't even aware of until recently, there is still a church community. It has had its struggles over the years as well. Um, and they had an agreement with the community in Chester that if they couldn't manage the cemetery, it would revert to Chester or back and forth. Currently, it's in the hands of Chester, which also doesn't have many resources to be able to um, take care of it. So for us to step in, they're very willing to work with us and help them do something that they just don't have the money to do. That's very exciting. And it's very forward-looking 
to get others involved in this. And it's wonderful to even have the Chester residents and their local government involved in these restoration projects. That makes it especially nice and will then be positioned to give it more notoriety and more publicity to people who visit that area. Absolutely. That is great. Well, you mentioned all of the different uh, positions you've held throughout your years since mama had you sign on the dotted line. (laughs) (laughs) And so what have been some of your most rewarding experiences, whether it is CAR or as a page or, you know, any of those, there are always those things that really stand out that feel like something special opened up for us in our lives that sends you on your way. Do you have any of those you wouldn't mind sharing? Well, there's, there's a couple. Um, and I'm thinking of, there was many over the years. During paging experiences, uh, I paged in the President General's reception room at Continental Congress for many years. And it was a really cool opportunity to meet um, a lot of the guest speakers that would come because they come into the President General's reception room before uh, the session starts. So I got to meet all kinds of Jack Kemp, Oliver North, Shirley Temple. It, it just goes on and on and on. I was had the fortunate opportunity to, to be a page at our centennial celebration for DAR. And we got to go to tea at the White House with Barbara Bush. Oh, how nice. <laughs> that was fabulous. My pearls broke. I wore my pearl. I got brand new pearls for my birthday that year. And I wore my pearls because I wanted to wear my pearls to meet Barbara Bush and they broke. Oh no, of all yes. of all of all times. <laughs> um, but more recently and rewarding when I was able to serve as the state chair of Project Patriot and adopt the project to support the crew of the USS Philippine Sea. That was a ship that my son was deployed on as the supply officer. We were able to, across Pennsylvania, support the crew by sending them things, providing funds for a welcome home party, supporting their families back at home with different extra treats and things that they wouldn't have had otherwise. It was really gratifying to me personally to be able to know that I was able to support my son while he was deployed. Absolutely. That's wonderful. When you have that, the personal connection, though, and my son, and I remember at state conference one year, I had my report all ready to go to say, you know, the typical report of so many chapters did this and that, but I had just received an email from him just days before that. And I said, you know what, I'll just file my report. And I read my email. Of course, he grew up in CAR. He's been involved with DAR. He went all the way through to CAR national president, actually. Wow. He, he knows many of the, the ladies over the years and his email was the best because he really talked about what our packages meant to the to the crew that he was serving with. Oh, that's very special. Yes. Having that firsthand recognition from him to know the meaning of it and for him to know that you and your other DAIR daughter colleagues were behind that. That's that's very special. So not yeah. only have you because of DAR really immersed yourself in the history of this great country and in how the things the colonists went through to gain their independence and the struggles they were up against and all of that historic information that we dare not forget. You also have been in many ways a part of history through your experiences in DAR. And that's very exciting. That's very exciting. Well, we'll look forward to hearing your progress reports on 
on your project at the Old Swedes Burial Ground with John Morton. That sounds wonderful. Now you said there were a couple of experiences that were special. Do you have, did you have another one you'd like to share? Um, and just the last administration, I was the national chair of the flag of the United States of America committee. Wow. This was right in beginning in the shutdowns of the pandemic. A woman from Florida contacted me and she said she was working on a project to recognize the crew members of Disney World who throughout the closure of the park during the pandemic continued to raise and lower the flag at the park every single day for the entire time it was closed. Wow. She wanted to know if, if I could help her get a proclamation from DAR. Well, knowing um, our President General Denise Van Buren and knowing that she was just dying to get out and be active in her role and wasn't able to, I sent that right up the chain of command and I knew that they would want to do something bigger than just giving a proclamation. And it turned into a fabulous trip that we were able to go to Disney World, get a behind the scenes tour, go in the backstage, and we're able to recognize all of the crew members who had, had continued to raise the flag throughout the pandemic with a personal certificate. And then as the park opened, we participated in their flag raising ceremony and presented them with the proclamation as the park opened in the morning and all the public was coming streaming in for, you know, a fabulous vacation that I'm, you know, they had all looked forward to for so long. It wow. was a really, really cool experience to be able to be part of that. Well, wonderful for all of you members of DAR, but wonderful for the crew too. It was kind of a, a nexus of uh, love. And I know one of your themes is love. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that was a nexus of love and something that I'm sure meant a great deal to them during the pandemic. They saw that as important, made mm -hmm. sure that old glory was still a part every single day. That That's quite a mission of love. That certainly is. Tell me a little bit about in addition to the, the um, Old Swedes Burial Ground Project with John Morton and the other Patriots, what are your other aspirations while you will be state regent? I really want to see DAR across the state play an active part in getting our local communities ready and engaged and excited to celebrate the America 250 celebration. There's so many things that we do quietly behind the scenes and I would like to see us engage more in our communities within a public view and engage them in getting ready to celebrate our country and celebrate the historic sites we have in our area. Pennsylvania is rich with sites all over um, the state that have significance in the foundation of our country. And I think DAR can play an, a vital role in sparking that enthusiasm and engagement to get communities ready. That's wonderful. And as you say, DAR can spark that. No one else probably in the state is so well positioned to spark that excitement about that mm -hmm. 50 anniversary as DAR and the organization and the volunteerism and the excitement. That is great. So that will be a focus of your tenure to get mm -hmm. those kind of things on board and ready. That's wonderful. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that I perhaps didn't ask you during our conversation? I just want to make sure that we reach out to all of our members 
and get them enthused and excited and engaged to prepare for America 250 and for all of the projects that DAR has to offer us. I encourage everybody to um, take the leadership training courses that DAR offers to explore the website. Uh, I clicked through every one of the committee pages this past weekend, just trying to see what was new. You learn so many new things and there are so many different aspects of DAR that you can find something that will strike your passion and your excitement and what will engage you to, to wanna do a little bit more. Um, so that I'd like to really see that happening across our state and, and help other people feel the same enthusiasm that I have for the organization. Well, that would be wonderful. And as you say, I'm sure there is something for nearly everyone in terms of different interests and different projects. If we just take the time to explore a little bit, as you said, on the website and find out what those are. Well, it's been delightful chatting with you for this podcast, and we thank you so much. We have a number of podcasts that will go into the library with you that we have done over the last year or so. I think Edie probably added six or seven, maybe more during COVID, which we never missed a meeting during COVID. We all learned how to be experts at Zoom. Mm -hmm. And so um, we hope that all of those podcasts, including yours, will have a profound effect on not only our regular members who are quite involved, maybe some of those who are, haven't been as involved and perhaps even those perspectives for our Daughters of the American Revolution. There are a lot of them out there. They may mm -hmm. not know it, <laughs> but we need to help them find it. Thank you so much, Marguerite Fritsch, for being with us and much success we wish to you for your tenure as state regent. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been a, a delight. Thank you so much. And now we uh, bring to a close this podcast and we'll have more coming in the future for you to listen to. And we hope you've enjoyed this as much as we have. And also just to let you know, that the Gettysburg chapter of DAR is one of many local chapters, and you may find that there is another one in your area that you would like to join that's maybe closer to you than, than Gettysburg. Don't hesitate to do a little research on that. We hope you'll take a few moments to check out the links that we have below this podcast that will direct you to both the state and the national DAR so that you can find a chapter near you, and we hope that you'll come back to the DAR chapter site frequently to learn what we're up to. Best wishes to all of you, and thank you for listening to our podcast.